Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League, I almost said Suicide Squad like I always do, by each individual minute. My name is Mark, and you can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. Today, we're talking about minute number 35 of Zack Snyder's Justice League, which is going to start with Vanilia ripping that mother box away from Steppenwolf, and then the minutes are going to end with Queen Hippolyta shooting an arrow at said Steppenwolf. Um, today's episode, Nate, it's it's really just the end of this chase sequence. I thought you were this about to a- drop a sponsor. Today's yeah, <laughs> today's episode is sponsored by. It's like whoa, whoa, whoa. Congratulations, Nate. We have a sponsor now. God, no, now you're just no. this false information. We're gonna it's get that's a whole nother bear. Is that a thing? False. You can't lie about having a sponsor? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know if you can do that. You can do it to make yourself feel better. You know what we, um, we can't lie, but, absolutely can't lie about? Uh, billboards. Tax, ev- tax evasion. That's probably... Sh- mm. Tax evasion. That's the biggest. Wait, you can't lie about saying you have a billboard? Who's going to know? They're going to uh, have to check no, every no, no. billboard. The billboard charts, Mark. Oh, about where your song lands? We can't... Yeah, you can't lie about... Especially in a conversation, especially if you're trying to impress a girl. Huh? Because they could, they could easily bring up those charts. I learned that the hard way. I have several questions, but we'll get back to it in a second. Uh, yes, today's if uh, if this is a, a high speed chase, this is the ending of that high speed chase here on Themyscira. Steppenwolf is getting trying to get this mother box. It's broken out of its case, and last or yesterday we ended it with Vanilia uh, jumping off the horse. Throwing the lasso on or over to the mother box, and then a cut right there. This is it getting lassoed by Vanilia, and then Vanilia ties up the mother box, shoots it over to Yuboa, and then the minute's going to end with uh, the death of Yuboa, unfortunately. Um, this part right here, this part where Vanilia ties up the mother box and shoots it, it's all one like fluid choreography thing for her. Uh, absolutely amazing. I think this is. One of those things that I, I feel it's timeless. The more I watch Zack Snyder's Justice League, there are just some things that stand the test of time of just being like, yeah, that doesn't get boring. Um, this is one of those moments. And especially with this newer version, um, comparing to the 2017 version, the added effects and just the extra footage of Steppenwolf, this new version of Steppenwolf, it just helps make this thing a, a lot more entertaining, at least for me. Um, and I also noticed that like there's another Amazon like behind Steppenwolf that like tries to uh, at least buy some time for Vanilia, just gets completely Ch- chopped body in checked. Hat. Yeah, that's in that's by, in half. There's two pieces. Yeah. It, again, it it's what's really cool about this entire sequence. Uh, for Steppenwolf chasing the the Amazons for the mother box. We said it earlier this week already, but it has that serial killer slasher horror vibe of a giant monster that's sentient. It's not like Doomsday where he was just chasing and it was a giant monster, uh, mindless, uh, even though it was the body of General Zod, who was an extreme tactician. Steppenwolf is both of those. He's a giant monster. He's a giant sentient being. He's the main antagonist. He's a very smart person. Um, he, so he can he can do it all, and <laughs> he to can have do this kind of car, he's like a brand he new can. car. 
Yeah, he can do it all. It's a very unique villain. Um, because a lot of times stories they want to like they chop up like the interesting parts of a villain and dish it off to different characters and create dynamics. This guy carries the film as the villain, which he didn't do in in the other version. And just the, his presence as he reaches for the mother box, as he kills the other Amazon with ease and then gets to Vanilla, like he knows he's going to kill Vanilla by the end of this segment. And she knows it. So she gets the mother box and she does what he needs to do. So it does a great job being... I don't want to say scary because it's really not scary, but it's intense. It's suspenseful. It's it's all these things. And at the same time, it's very just badass about these Amazons, like whether they live or die, just like what they do with their choreography and stunts and all that. It's just really good. It's just a really good time watching this. I, um, yeah. What, I think this take? is another one of those uh, iconic moments. It seems like every, every day there's an iconic, uh, iconic moment every minute, which Hey, you know, that's saying something about your movie. Um, yeah. The whole axe, uh, lightning axe deal is, uh, that's intense, man. The the lightning yeah. coming out of Vanilla's, like, eyes and mouth, and that's, like, w- that seems so much more brutal uh, than being chopped in half on the backswing, you know? Yeah, I can't tell if... That's like a Star Trek weapon. You know, when they say about, like, whatever it, it disruptor really that was, where it's like, that's the most painful experience. That's a reason why that little weapon is, like, outlawed. Like, that's like... Yeah. You're getting disrupted. Like, that is just inside-out lightning. It's a very torturous weapon. You're right. It, it's not like... It's not like normally an axe. And, and when you think of the way Steppenwolf dies, spoiler alert, but, like, Warner Woman... When she killed the terrorist organization at the Old Bailey and when she kills Steppenwolf, she says it in the middle of the movie, she says, hate is useless. Meaning that when she kills these people, there's not hatred in swinging the sword. There is disappointment, there is a a lack of love, and there is a zero tolerance for what they have chosen to do with their power. And so when she swings the sword, it's very much like, I'm here to decapitate you and put an end to this. Well, yeah, like, there's purpose. Boom. Yeah, but there's there's the carrying of justice, but there's also just no pain involved because it is a very much like I just need you to die. Like, that's oh, it. I see what you mean. Somewhat you're humane, being sentenced. Yes. Yeah, humane. And with Steppenwolf, like you have an axe that if you were to decapitate someone, you are doing a swift, just act of executing someone maybe but he's like no i would like it if my axe could also uh painfully electrify them or something to some torturous effect on them because vanilla's body lights up from the inside out as if like it's conducting electricity within her like pain and then like also i'm going to brutally murder you you know it's how they like, say a uh, lightning comes from the ground up it's like he's calling like up the lightning from the ground it's like all right and then the conductor is my axe that's just above you that's probably the best way to think about it that's uh, you might be right on that got the ideas i'm the ideas guy (laughs) that's uh it's a very painful axe the other version the 2017 version it was just a very hot axe it was a red hot like almost yeah exactly hot um Slow on it a little and bit. so, like yeah, soup. I understand that. But that that's still, I mean, this is 
this is more badass. This is this is more <laughs> insane. This is something we've never seen before, and it's something that you'll end up seeing. You know, if they put Steppenwolf in a video game, what do they call this axe? This axe has a name because it was in that silly art of picture book that we have. Does it have a name? Yeah, two seconds, vamp. You're the one. Yeah. Well, you know, you 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 do the editing. I was curious uh, because I want to call it Electro Axe, and like that sounds right. That sounds stupid. Um, but like you know. Electro staff, like they always do electro something if there's lightning yeah. involved, you know. The electro axe. Let's see here. I wonder if you would even find it in Wait, that book. I, rem- I no, I specifically remember there being a little a little blurb about old Steven in here. I'm looking it up on the internet, Nate. Yeah. And Oh my god, look, it- it's this whole page. It's kind of upsetting. It's this whole page. Okay, hang on. Yeah, it's called the Electro Axe. It's called the Electro Axe. Right there. The <laughs> Electro Axe digital model uh, below and bottom. Electro Axe and concept sketches. The concept sketch of this thing, I think, is uh, right. Mm-hmm. So it says here, the Electro Axe emits a yellow-hued energy that, when struck against a surface, disperses and spreads continuously. The energy is seen capable of infecting human soldiers, turning their skin into a rough, pale gray tone while le- lengthening and sharpening. Wait, what? Excuse this turns me? people. That turns. That's this... a parademon turner. It's turning them into parademons. That's a Timmy Turner parademon machine. Wait, you're gonna turn Vanilla into a parademon? No, she's it dead. It also assists Steppenwolf. In... Okay, yep. Axe is extremely sharp. I kind of got that. Uh, able to cut through solid rock. Yeah, I, do, I get that. Um, it is capable of harming metahumans. Yep, I get that. And nigh indestructible. We'll see about that. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that this thing turns demons, or it turns people into parademons. I did not know that. I don't recall that ever happening, so I'll have to pay attention for I that. mean, like, there was a, there was a thing that they used, uh, in the... 2017 age of heroes age of whatever the battle was age of heroes um they did show people to get turning into uh parademons but i don't know if the axe was yeah directly or thinking. indirectly related um no i don't think i never got that uh no he just chopped that amazon in half he wasn't turning anybody into a parademon unless no he's like crushing that he's crushing vanilla with that axe She's not turning into yeah, a parademon. Because that's that like would, the more that's the 2017 jargon that you're. Yeah, you're that's that's what I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on that. The only I would only believe that if we, we had it. seen Vanilla turn into a parademon because that is such a uh, uh, familiar character that we have a tangent a tangent with. Uh, and to see Vanilla die that way to later see a Vanilla parademon, then I would be like, okay, that makes sense. Um, that's how that is. But I don't even remember the that's, correlation in the other version about that. I do remember that clip of the guy turning into a parademon, but I don't remember any correlation with the electro axe causing that. So. Yeah, me neither. Um, and and I, I just think it's a very painful weapon that he's using. It's very barbaric um, and very badass. The other scene here that happens with once she shoots the mother box over to Yuboa, and Yuboa gets it. I remember this being 
a little bit different about how I feel comparing it to the Vanilla part that just happened. I remember this being somewhat anticlimactic, the way that this high-speed chase ends. And I can't tell if it was just the way that the original version plays it. But normally when you have moments like this where the villain does end up winning the battle, it can seem very tragic. And yes, it is tragic just just narratively, just the fact that he does get the mother box and Queen Apollo is losing Yuboa. It's all very sad. But I do remember not being shocked by Steppenwolf showing up on the screen so immediately because it should be shocking. It should be like, oh, shit, I didn't know that Steppenwolf was going to like show up right then and there and land on Yuboa and Queen Hippolyta and knock them off their horse. I just remember being very like, oh, I guess this is the end of it. And um, I, I don't know if it was the editing in the other version, but it's hard to watch stuff like that in the in the Snyder Cut and then be like, oh, I should feel differently about this scene, but I don't because I'm spoiled off the other version that I've watched for three years now hmm. that... Back then, it, it didn't feel any special. So watching it here, it's like, I know it, it's more impactful. I know it's done a lot better here. Yeah, but, but you're I, missing the jump scare or whatever. Yeah, I can't what muster it, yeah. up the, the excitement yeah, here. You can't get that because you know it's coming. You know, it's like watching Sherlock Holmes a second time. Yeah, and it's all, all the mystery is already, um, all the suspense is gone. Mm-hmm. You can't recapture that energy. Yeah, yeah that's, I guess that's kind of how I feel, which... Again, normally isn't a thing. There are some things in Dawn of Justice that even though that whole movie is clouded in mystery, I still watch it and go, oh, look, you know, like, and this is interesting. And it's interesting how Lex formulated this. There's little nitpicky things that I pull apart every time I watch that movie. And it's like, oh, my God, I did not know that. Oh, uh, but you're still entertained by it. 100 percent. And there's there's reason why I rewatch those movies, because it's like I. I'm still chasing that same feeling, but let me tell you. Yeah. Let me tell you. When they start that Superman montage and he saves that girl from the burning building and he, you know, comes down from the sky and they're all touching him, every single goddamn time I watch that, my eyes well up. Not even joking. It happened the yeah. other day. I was sitting here with somebody and I was just like, I'm very sorry. Like, it just happened to be on. <laughs> it caught my eye. And it's like, oh, I got to pay attention. Give me like yeah. two minutes. And, and you know, this scene is so much better because we get confirmation that Yuboa dies. You actually see Yuboa die. Um, I don't think it actually happens in this minute, but, you know, just the fact that that actually the like, horse is, on her. is is actually declared in this in this version of the movie where it says like, yeah, and Queen Apollo has to watch as Yuboa dies uh, because, uh, and Steppenwolf also got the mother box. Um Things like that, and then also things like the voice modulation of uh, Kieran Hines with Steppenwolf. The voice ADR is so much better. It it makes the scene more impactful. It makes Steppenwolf more impactful, more enjoyable as the villain here. This shot right here where he's standing in the background, he picks up the mother box, his axe is on the ground. That looks is like awesome. concept art. That looks it's like amazing. Jason. It really does look like like a like a like a monster yeah i mean that's horror movie right there (laughs) yeah um does he have a does he have the dialogue in this movie noble queen why do you fight is this he does still have that he 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 still has that he doesn't have any of that love 
stuff. Oh, yeah, that let's get that out of here. No. So one but, thing I do want to mention about the Uboa thing, and I feel like it irked me in 2017. And now that we have this full version, especially a fuller version of the character, a more complete version of the character of Uboa, I am, uh, I feel complete with it. Um, before it was like, I don't know. So like in 2017 and she does the whole rope and grabs it, her got it go was so loud and it was such a prominent line of dialogue in that moment where my mind was thinking, oh, this is an Amazon I'm supposed to know. Yeah. But I did not know her. In 2017, we did not know who Yuboa was. I didn't even know it was Samantha Joe. Like, it wasn't even... Yeah. It didn't even cross my mind. So it always, always annoyed me. And I always heard that sound bit in my head for three years of, got it, go. And, like, realizing that it's, like, such a intense and impactful line of dialogue right before this, like, jump yeah. scare. That I was like, there has to be something more. And the fact that I, that it wasn't there was so disappointing to me. I was like, that's just, I don't know. It was like a little, yeah. it was an annoyance thing for me. Yeah. Where it was like, why was this Amazon's dialogue mixed so loud and so prominent? And then they just get hit. And it's like, I don't, I don't know. It just felt too yeah. off in 2017. Now, I get it. it. I get it, baby. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. You, I 100% agree with you. I think a lot of people would agree with you about that. Tonally, it was inconsistent with like the it rest. It was weird. There was just a weird yeah. feeling when when you heard that, and it was so loud and jarring. And like, okay, you got it, but he's gonna like come up behind you, or what's the deal? Oh yeah, I he did come it, up behind you. Okay. Yeah. Your your immediate question is, who are you? Like, who who is this? Should I know who this is? Mm-hmm. And yes, we should. I mean, we, we saw her in, in Wonder Woman. We've known her in all these other Zack Snyder movies. Um, and even the first time I saw this movie, I didn't know that was Samantha Joe's character, Yuboa. I just was, I, there was too much going on. I was just like, but I do remember her character just popping up and, and, and having a presence right there and then being like, was there more to you? Yeah. Like, who, what was is this it supposed just... to be? Now, I have a very similar feeling, and it was a scene we talked about previously, and I don't remember if I brought it up, but right before Black-clad Alpha turns his gun on the hostages, there's that one like manager or older gentleman that's on the end that sticks his hand out and says, like, wait, no, or something. Yeah. And like you get it just a little. You get the wait, I think, in, in this version, in Zack Snyder's version, but... In the 2017, it's like the whole thing. Like, wait, no! (laughs) It's so drawn out, it feels. Like, it's just half a second too long. Yeah. And again, I was like, that's odd. That doesn't... I don't know. The pacing is weird. The tone is weird. Why is he so loud? It's all off. It's all... It it really is just off. And, And that's why, you know, for better and worse, the fact that the two versions exist and you can look and compare them and contrast them is going to be studied by people and not just like DC fans or Snyder cut fans or even Snyder cut haters, whatever people do on the internet. It's, I think it will just actually be studied by people who do th- things like film editing and there we go. people who work in, in the field who go to school for this kind of stuff and the, and the learning how to do filmmaking and they'll see something like, Oh, look at how you can take one scene, change the color, change the music, change the editing if you have the ability to, to re-edit a video and just see how different you can make it. 
And that other version takes those moments like that and do God knows what with like the ADR and and the different sound mixing and and then laying in new music. And just you get tonally just something that's so inconsistent to what is originally intended by the director and the photographer and everyone who's involved with making that scene. And those scenes, yeah, they, they really are just just off because that terrorist scene was supposed to be a serious thing. I mean, you have a, a, a serious situation involving innocent people who are about to die, like literally die unless a demigod shows up and saves them. And so in the context that we see it now in the Snyder Cut, it's like it makes it's not even that abrasive. But back then it was. And then in this one, because we have this whole, uh, I don't want to say backstory, but just context for Yuboa mm-hmm. from the cage, her getting saved by Hippolyta, her getting her the horses and just having a whole face and a name that when you get to this point and she actually dies and Queen Hippolyta has to watch her die, it's a completed, uh, almost like a metaphor for all of her people. Like Yuboa represents her uh, Queen Hippolyta losing by being this personified version of it. Um, someone that she saved and then someone that she still loses at the end of the day, which is what happened to all those people in that cage. It could happen to all of civilization if she doesn't um, do what she does next, which we'll get into. But yeah, absolutely. I The way you feel, 100%. Absolutely. That is exactly my thoughts as well on that one. Um, and yeah, so he still says, Steppenwolf still says, Noble Queen, why do you fight? I, I do like that. Again, this goes into this Shakespearean type of dialogue that the the enemies of Apocalypse have, like uh, Steppenwolf and, and Desaad. Um, were you going to say something, Nate? I said alien Shakespeare. Yeah. We got to get some alien Shakespeare. You heard it here first, people. Just wait. Romeo e Juliet in space, 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 space. Rome, Romeo E.T. Juliet. Oh, my God, Mark. There you go. <laughs> oh, my God. It would be like, it would be like Romeo, et, Romeo et Juliet, like as in like et yeah. tu Brutus, but it would be E.T. Oh, my God, Mark. Like, Merchant of Venice, Merchant of Venus. What there you go. are we doing? Yeah, there you go. Write it down. Um... We'll have to do something with that. And then but, you could try to get into the marble hands, little grubby little fingers there, and be like, much ado about nothing, much ado about nowhere. The little space place that they got. You know, the Guardians of the Galaxy guys. <laughs> I really... Uh, going You're on board. The, yeah, I, I am on board. <laughs> but I'm trying to. I'm trying not to lose my thought here. Space but Shakespeare I, is just Star Wars, I love, isn't it? I love the space Shakespeare. Does a pun in there somewhere. I think it's just Star Wars. I think that's the pun. <laughs> yeah. But I, I love it because the, the Noble Queen, why do you fight? And with the ADR, the the, the voice modulation, the, the, the work that they do for Kieran Hines as Steppenwolf, again, it, it just has more of a, it has more weight to it. It has more weight to it as a character. And it's, it's more so like, it doesn't make sense what he used to say in the other version, the all other added dialogue that he had. But when I think of how Darkseid 
would actually enslave the earth when he gets the anti-life equation and you see that wonder woman is is dead and queen apollota and all her amazons are still there the fact that he says noble queen why do you fight still shows some level of respect where they would get enslaved but not killed or turned into parademons they might she's still ruling over her people maybe they're gonna use the amazons as an army yeah under like the command of granny goodness or something you know like like a whole fury yeah Mm -hmm. a whole army of furies um or even i mean if i was granny goodness i would probably eliminate queen hippolyta and be the new ruler that would just be the the uh usurper thing that you would have to do uh because you can't really allow queen hippolyta to to remain if you're going to take over their uh their army but um i digress um, but yeah, I, I just think it's, it, it just works out a lot better. And I don't even know if this whole scene with Queen Apollosa rushing over to Euboa, getting the arrow, shooting it at, um, Steppenwolf. I don't know if all this footage was also in that other version. Um, it just, it seems like just her limping over like, is something that might be added, but I, I haven't seen the other version in so long. Um, but I do like this. It, it does feel more like the end of, or like, it seems like a scene from Return of the King, like people like down bad and you have the bad guy about to kill them. It just seems like, uh, like what the witch King was doing in, in Return of the King. But, uh, I think that's all I have for this one. Nate, is there anything you have for this one before we wrap up? Um, I don't think so. I think that's, uh, pretty much, pretty much going to cover it for, uh, for me. Cool. All right, we're, we're going to go ahead and wrap up for today. If you guys enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute and the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society, where you can join us to talk about today's minute or any minute you guys are catching up with. And we'll catch you guys on Monday for minute number 36 of Zack Snyder's Justice League.